Blog Talk Radio. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Greetings and good day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, and you are listening to the Vigilant American, the local online gun show brought to you by the good folks out at the McQueenie Gun Club and, of course, Benelli Firearms. Um, if you want to know what distinguishes Benelli from the competition, it is the ultra-reliability and quality built into every gun. It's based on superior technology and craftsmanship. The patented Benelli inertia-driven operating system incorporates total efficiency with complete reliability, summed up as simply perfect. And that's what you want when you're shooting. You want reliability. Um, so we're, we're so glad to have Benelli as a sponsor. And of course, the McQueenie Gun Club, they've got advanced carry going on today. Great, great class for people that are perhaps a little more into their license to carry uh, tenure, um, want to get some tips on not just shooting, but just basic self-protection, basically being vigilant. Hey, the name of the show. And so Chris and uh, and Nick are out at the gun club today taking care of those things. Lots of news coming out. Uh, well, not a lot of news, but some pretty cool stuff coming out of uh, the McQueenie Gun Club if you keep up with us on Facebook, and I encourage you to do so. Um, sometimes the fastest way to get answers to questions is through Facebook. I know sometimes you call and it's, it's tricky to speak to someone because they do stay pretty busy over there. But this is actually pretty cool. Um, the McQueenie Gun Club has been chosen as an, as an official local qualifying range for the American Marksman, and this this is this actually sounds very very exciting. Um, it's a nationwide series of target shooting events for amateurs, and the final winner has a chance to take home fifty thousand. There'll also be a television show, which will be produced about the tour and the competitors. It'll be shown on both the Outdoor Channel and the Sportsman Channel. Didn't even know there was such a thing, uh, because as cheap as I am, I, I got rid of a bunch of my, what do you call, satellite channels uh, not long ago. I just realized I'm spending way too much on channels I never watch, so... Um, this is very, very different uh, than anything you've ever seen before. American Marksman is your chance to compete against other amateur shooters. Now, look, we've all been there. We've been standing at the range and watching the guy next to us. And we take our binoculars out and we try to check out his target compared to ours. There are no professionals in this competition, just everyday shooters like you. And um, you ever thought that entering a match was intimidating or too expensive or simply you couldn't win? Don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Twenty bucks at the local qualifying. And there's lots of um, lots of local qualifying ranges here in the area. Um, but I would say, look, come to McQueenie Gun Club if you're in this area. There's no reason to drive down to the the 
the places that are hosting it in San Antonio and up in I would, I would be shocked to find out if they have this in Austin. Um, but they might. Who knows? There, I, I don't know if there is a gun range in Austin. Uh, I know there's a lot of food trucks, but I don't know if there's any real gun ranges up there because I'm not sure how many real men are up in Austin anymore. But anyway, totally different conversation for a totally different show. Sorry, I was born in Austin. And anyway, um, you know that saying, keep Austin weird. I used to always say that's fine. Just keep it the heck out of New Braunfels. Um, and anyway, look, you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to have zillions of dollars or a thousand dollar handgun. That's the only thing I can't really figure out from the information. I'll have to ask Matt about it. Well, there's a, there's some, uh, I'm sure you can find out on the website, you know, if it's just your everyday uh, handgun, you can walk in there. If it's rifles, I don't, I don't know all of that information yet, but I encourage you to go to the McQueenie Gun Facebook page and there's a link to American Marksman and you can get all the information about this. But this sounds very, very exciting because man, we've been there. We've all been there at the range shooting and maybe we're having a really good day and you think to yourself, man, I wish I could get paid for doing this. Well, guess what? Now you can. Now you can for a $20 entry fee that could translate into $50,000. Pretty good return on investment. Um, you'll compete to advance to three levels. You have local qualifying, regional championships, and finally the national championship. Um, qualifiers advance and the rest go home. See, that's what I like about stuff like this. This is why I love – I don't watch it anymore. I know it's in its last season. That's why I love competitions like um, American Idol. You know, I told the uh, the young people we had a celebration for our state championship uh, girls basketball team. By the way, and we want to thank McQueenie Gun Club who sponsored the broadcast, which a ton of people listen to. Lots of grandparents and family members who couldn't make it out to Tomball, Texas. But hey, all you need is your smartphone to listen to this show and others like it online. It's a great thing about internet radio. There is no geographic region. Anybody in the world with an IP address and an internet can listen to this show. And that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, um, and so that's all you need to listen to the show. But I told the young people, I said, look, we would not be having the celebration lunch if you guys had lost the game by one point. They won the game by one point. State champions, that's a big deal at Cross Lutheran. Very proud of our Lady Eagles. Um, but I told them, I said, one of, the, one of the issues I have with your generation is there's far too much emphasis placed on effort and intention and not enough on results. And I do think that is something that is unique to that millennial generation. You've all heard stories about participation trophies and stuff like that. And there's a lot of debate about that. But this competition, hey, you win, you move on. If you don't, go back to the McQueenie Gun Club, buy some more rounds, and keep practicing. I'm sure this is something that will probably be a, an annual competition. So the best of the best in the amateur ranks uh, will meet at what is described on the website in a ridiculously cool national championship with the TV cameras rolling. So this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, when I was much, much, much younger, I used to think, wow, I wish I could get paid to play video games. And now you can. There are all kinds of professional video game players. You go to Las Vegas and they have these big meets where literally people can win 
lots and lots of money playing video games. Well, this is even better than that. Um, it's a unique event. They're going to make a television show out of it. So um, you can compete against other amateur shooters in a relaxed environment for $20. Get the chance to advance along to the next stage of the competition, and you might just end up on national television. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but yes, more importantly, um, get that check for fifty thousand dollars so um get, get I, I am intrigued i'm going to find out as much as i can about this in fact i may go over to the gun club today and and or just really pour through the website and see if i can get all the additional information but again you can find all that information on the facebook page of the mcqueenie gun club and i encourage you to check that out all right the name of the show today can't happen here dot 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 Actually, yes, it can. Um, I've told this story a couple times on the year. When I first talked to Nick Hart, the range master over at McQueenie Gun Club, about the idea of doing this show, I said, with which it is my habit to have sort of a dark sense of humor at times. I, I am brown. I have a darker sense of humor um, by nature. But um, I said, well, you know, there's always a mass shooting talk about. We do this show every week. There's pretty much a mass shooting every single week, an uh, active shooter situation every single week, and i um, not been disappointed. Uh, I am disappointed in the act, but the prediction was spot on. Um, the Uber guy, I guess I forgot where that was. That was last weekend. I can't keep up with him anymore. I think that was out in Kalamazoo, up in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, and then, of course, uh, more recently, the shooting up in Kansas. And so it's another week, another mass shooting, and uh, people, you yeah, got to stop thinking that it can't happen here and that it can't happen to you and that it can't happen at your place of business or at your uh, office building um, because it can and it does. And sadly, it probably will again somewhere in the United States next week. It is well past time to make the license to carry a universal right for people that obtain it. Um, if you make it through the background checks, if you qualify for a license to carry it, I don't think you should have to check your LTC at the border of New Mexico or Oklahoma or Louisiana or Washington, D.C. or Detroit, Michigan, because there's two cities where you definitely need to be vigilant trained, and armed. You can decide to make that decision for yourself. You can decide to protect yourself and be vigilant. Or you can be one of those names on CNN that's read at the obligatory candlelight vigil. That choice is entirely up to you. Uh, but I grow very, very tired of the sad chronology of everyday Americans being shot down by some whack job when they probably could have protected themselves and their friends and their co-workers. Uh, when, we, when we get back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about this situation in Kansas because within the story is um, evidence of everything you've heard myself, Chris, and Matt say on this show. Everything we've talked about. Um, the police got there in great time, but guess what? It, it, how many shots can you get off at the range today in four or five minutes? If you were out at the range today and you had a um, 
rifle. They were again they described it as an assault rifle. I have not seen the pictures of it. My guess is that it's an it's an AR platform. AR does not stand for assault rifle. We've covered that on the show too. Um and so and I think he also had a handgun. And of course we found out they've been he was they were illegally obtained. And so again here you have law abiding citizens. It doesn't have to be a, a terrorist. It doesn't have to be a criminal. Sometimes it's just a guy that snaps and you can feel bad about that guy and wish he had had some support or some mental health, uh, whatever. But look, when when you're staring down the business end of a handgun or a rifle, it's really not the right time to try to show empathy. It's the time to be vigilant. It's the time to draw down. It's the time to be prepared. And it's you know it's up to you. You know, live or die. Simple as that. And um, like I said, um, actually it can happen here, anywhere you are today. It can happen. And um, we we need to have a tremendously different conversation about carrying a handgun in this country. It is it is absolutely ridiculous that a federal law can be passed that applies to all the states. Well, states should have just as much right to say, hey, we've, we've said uh, Nick and Chris Siegel and Matt, you know, these guys have passed every background check. Um, they have a right to carry uh, a concealed handgun in the state of Texas. I would trust all three of those guys anywhere, anywhere in the country. Um, I've got it on pretty good authority based upon getting to know these guys that Chris is not going to stand up in the middle of a Batman screening and start shooting people. Matt's not going to barge into a Luby's and start shooting people. Nick is not going to get up on an airplane and start shooting people. Nick is not going to walk into a school and start shooting people. It is absolutely ridiculous that there are any limitations placed on lawfully law-abiding citizens who have gone through the cost and the time and the background check to obtain their license to carry, and they should be able to carry it anywhere in the United States. Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that would happen. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm not an office holder. we got to get some of these, uh, maybe try to get some uh, political folks or the Texas Law Shield might be a great resource to ask about this. Hey, when we get back from the break, I want to talk about this situation in Kansas because in the news story is evidence of what I said earlier. Everything we talked about, if, if you have a chance to stop something and you said, hey, I'm going to be a vigilant American and get my license to carry, um, you're kind of saying that you will do that. And reading these news reports, there was an opportunity to stop this right at the beginning. And so we'll talk about that right after the break, and we'll do it all as soon as I find the right button right after this. Back to the Vigilant American, brought to you by Benelli Firearms and the McQueenie Gun Club, broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net through the magic of my 
Snowball Microphone, my MacBook Air, and of course, Blog Talk Radio. All right, Dateline, Kansas. Um, this obviously was in Heston, Kansas. According to CNN, uh, a gunman killed three people in shootings that ended at a lawn care company in Kansas on Thursday. An additional 14 people were injured, 10 of whom are in critical condition in local hospitals. The shooter was also killed by police, bringing the total number of fatalities to four. Authorities first got calls about a man shooting from a vehicle in Newton about 5 p.m., uh, the Harvey County Sheriff's Office said. Minutes later, there were reports of a shooting at Excel Industries, which makes lawn care equipment in Heston, Kansas. Uh, one of the witnesses, uh, somebody identified only as Walton, said, Everybody says it can't happen here. And here we are. It happened here. Hey, it's the name of the episode today. Can't happen here. Yes, it can. Matt Gerald, a painter at Excel, where the shooting took place, told CNN that Cedric Ford, his co-worker and friend, is a suspected shooter. Never in a million years would he expect his friend to do something like this, Gerald told the CNN affiliate. He describes him as a mellow guy. He was somebody I could talk to about anything. Moments before the two clocked in at work, at the same time Thursday, they were talking about Ford's new truck. Right? Everything normal. About two hours into the shift, it was time for Gerald's break. Must be a union job. Ford was supposed to relieve him, he said, but was nowhere to be seen. And here's where it gets interesting. Gerald went outside, and the new truck was gone. A few minutes later, Ford, who was the shooter, who was later told by police, returned in a different car. Now listen to this, and I'm going to read it as though it's happening. He just parked, opened the door, hopped out with the gun on, alarm goes off in my head. I'm already reaching for my handgun, folks. Strapped up and everything. Gerald said. Ford yelled, hey, at a bystander nearby, and then shot that person. Let's review. He just parked, opened the door, hopped out with the gun on, strapped up, and everything. Now, I don't know exactly how much time. I don't, it doesn't say here how far away he was. He was close enough to see that he had a gun in his hand, that he was strapped up. He was close enough Hey, and here, hey, as he, as he spoke to a bystander before he shot that person. I witnessed him shoot the shots. I saw the shell casings come out of the assault rifle, Gerald said. I mean that. Vivid. I can still see it. All right. couple things. Let's reimagine that scenario with this guy, Gerald, as a qualified, licensed-to-carry citizen. Now, I'm not saying he is or is not, but whenever I hear about this, 14 people injured, three people killed, I wonder how many of those people had at home a handgun that was legally purchased that perhaps they've taken to the range that they're somewhat proficient with. There is absolutely nothing that should prevent them from bringing that to work. These Even HEB that doesn't let you open carry in their store, 
You can still conceal carry. But again, think about the scenario. Had time to see the guy get out of his car. He's carrying a gun. All right? That's a little unusual. And like I said, the moment I saw that, we heard Chris talk about this, the, the geometry of the dance, one of my favorite shows we've ever done. Now it's time to go into your OODA loop and just put yourself in that situation. Where do you You go outside the parade. You're walking out to your, um, your car. It's the lunch break. And one of your coworkers who's been missing all morning, despite how mellow he is, he's supposed to relieve you. And you see him close the car door, get out, and he's got a AR-style rifle in his hand. And you're close enough to see it. You're close enough to hear him say, hey, to somebody standing nearby. And you're close enough to see the ejected um, rounds coming out of the out of the rifle. All right. Plenty of time to do something. Okay. Um, the guy wasn't quite yet. I mean, I don't know if he killed him, would have killed himself. The police actually, the police officer that showed up, brave guy. One police officer showed up, found him and shot him. But again, of 14 people, some of whom may still die, right? That guy had, would have had, I believe, plenty of time to do something. Now, um, if he could have, you know, if he was that close, I don't know what a what his level of proficiency would have been with the handgun. But I can tell you from personal experience is it changes your thought process when the rounds are coming at you. Um, the first thing you do is duck. You know, I served in the first Gulf War. We took incoming fire at the in the Battle of Kokchi, and it's just a natural reaction. The first thing you do is well, we get down. I can remember the guy saying it as clear as it was. It was 25 years ago, and I can hear it like it was. Get down, and you do, and then you, you know, carefully stick your head up and say, okay, where are the shots coming from? And at the time, we thought they were coming from the Saudis, who were supposed to be on our side. By the way, um, just again, just in reading through the report, in reading through the report, I just thought to myself, um, you know, there is. There is a perfect scenario. And the officer on the scene uh, single-handedly took down the shooter. So he was probably taken down with a, a handgun. And this guy obviously wasn't wearing a sappy vest or body armor or anything like that. Um, anybody with a, you know, anything you might carry. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, fancy, um, a 9mm, a forty caliber, a thirty-eight caliber snub. 32 caliber. I mean, 22, for goodness sake, could at least change the thought process. Um, it, it's just, again, you read through the scenarios, and I always try to put myself in that situation and ask myself what I would have done. And like I said, it's real easy to sit here and second-guess this, but in reading through this report, there was plenty of opportunity for that first person who saw him to have reacted. And, and I mean, once he shot, I'm sure that guy ran for his life. He, he gave a statement, so clearly he survived. And I know not everyone's cut out to do this, but that comment, you always think it can't happen here. And here we are. Yes, there you are. And so if I were those people, it's too late now. Okay? It, it's too late now. But um, the folks in Heston... You know, which is about 35 miles north of Wichita, 
uh, find a good place to go get your license to carry. And you know, if your if your employer won't let you legally carry a gun to work, man, maybe you need to find a different employer. And I know that's easy to say because I work from home, but just 14 people just minding their own business, looking forward to the weekend, looking forward to soccer games, looking forward to you know, birthday parties and stuff like that. And um, their lives are going to be changed forever. And of course, there's three people, uh, their lives are over. All because some nut job got a, a I guess he was served a, a judgment. Um, apparently, he was a danger to somebody. They served him with a, a restraining order or something like that. So he did what any normal American would do. He went home, got his guns, came back, and shot people that probably had nothing to do with his own personal, emotional instability. And that's what you've got to be vigilant against. It's not just a, a, a guy breaking into your house or robbing the store that you're standing in. I mean, it's just people snap. You know, people lose it. And nowadays it just, because they've seen it on TV, it seems perfectly normal to go back to work where I know people don't have guns because they're not allowed to bring them. You know, all, the, all the places at work usually say no firearms allowed. Well, what a perfect place for a knucklehead to go. He wasn't crazy. He obviously understood the restraining order and the implications of it. Um, took the time to go home. Maybe he was worried about somebody shooting back at him, which is why he didn't bring his new Ford truck. He brought another car. And the last thing he was was a mellow guy, apparently. You know, I read through that scenario. The second he gets out of the car with a gun in his hand, that's that's just not normal. Um, my Oodle Loop kicks in. I'm going to find some cover. And by the time I finish saying the word cover, I've already drawn. I'm, with Chris's suggestion, I've been practicing, man. I'm cross drawing so fast. I mean, just bam, it's out safety off, ready to draw down. And like I said, I'm not trying to sound like a superhero here, but if it's the distance that I'm thinking it is, I, I can't promise I would have landed a perfectly center mass shot in his chest or, you know, someplace in the torso, which would have certainly slowed him down. But at the very least, it might have given the person he yelled hey to a chance to duck and cover and run away. And so that's where we're at. Had Nick been there, had Matt been there, had Chris been that guy walking out, I do not believe that there would be three people dead and 14 people injured. I think there'd be one person dead the guy with the gun who was on his way in to visit all that harm and carnage on people that saw him every day and considered him a friend. So be vigilant. Find out when our next um, LTC class is going to be. If you've taken it, if you have your license to carry, just keep training. Just run through these scenarios in your mind. Because as Chris is fond of saying, when it occurs, you will go back to your lowest level of training. And so the more training you have, the better off you're going to be. I encourage you to take some time, look up that story. It's on the CNN website. And just, just for yourself, just kind of play it out in your mind. What would you have done? Plenty of time. Guy shows up at work, gets out of the car, holding an assault rifle. He's not there to deliver flowers. And somebody who was vigilant, trained, and armed could have stopped that. Somebody at that Cracker Barrel in Kalamazoo who was vigilant, trained, and armed could have stopped that. And I don't think people like Matt and Chris and, 
And uh, Nick should be told that just because they leave the great state of Texas, they're no longer entitled to have their handgun with them because those are the guys that are going to stop stuff like this. So we need to have a very, very serious political discussion about that. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Vigilant American, the only local online gun show about all the latest and greatest things happening in the world of firearms and, regrettably, in the the world of people who are not protected, who are not vigilant. And the outcomes are there for you to see and hear and read about seemingly every single week. And um, like I said, we talk about this off the air, but... um, the one refreshing thing I did see in this news story, there was no calls for um, increased gun control laws or increased gun laws and stuff like that. I'm sure they're coming. Um, but, folks, it is, a, it is a crisis of conscience in this country. It is a our, our Judeo-Christian values that used to be the cornerstone of this country have been eroded incrementally to the point that we now look at this stuff and just go, eh, just another... 48-hour news cycle until the next one occurs. So be vigilant, get trained, protect yourself and the people around you. Trust me, don't think it can't happen here because, believe me, it can. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, the McQueenie Gun Club and Benelli Firearms. Until next we speak, my name is Jason Dyes, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Yeah, that's all, folks.